I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. I have a motorsport topic that I would like your opinion on. You do, from time to time, have that affliction, yes. Yes, well, you know what I'm like. Mm. Um, I think we all do by now. Yes. But... I know it's not your thing, but it would be get the reason I want your take on it is because is it interesting enough to even make you have a look? Okay, that's a fair question. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the big shakeup in Formula One car design. Okay, not something I know a great deal about, but no. Uh... Um, it's the the primary reason for doing it is to promote better racing uh the, the yeah. current cars and aero package make it awkward for close racing because um they're so so aero dependent that when they get close to another car the air's so disturbed the aerodynamic effects are lost I have heard this, yeah, uh, it, that, it, that they it, can't follow each other too closely, otherwise it messes it all up, yeah. That, that's it, that's, that's the problem. So they've, they've tried to design that issue out. Mm. Whether, it, whether it becomes a thing or not, then we'll, we'll see. But as a, as a casual observer who vaguely knows what a Formula One car looks like... I've got a vague concept of... of I, I, will yeah. send, I will send you a little link, okay. and... I'd I'd like to know whether just that that concept of closer racing and being able to overtake easier, combined with the way these cars look, is enough to make you go, yeah, go on, and I'll try it. Well, that okay. <laughs> there we go. Now, what do you make of that? Oh well, now it's a very, uh, mm. It's a very interesting livery for a start. It makes your eyes go funny. It is a bit wonky. That's <laughs> it's that's... all holograms and like shiny bits and yes. That's that's just the uh, the mock up to make you go ooh. Yes, certainly uh, that was the correct reaction. In terms of the shape of it, it looks to me as somebody who doesn't really know anything about this. Uh, the first thing that strikes me is that it looks like a classic Formula One car. It it's, looks like something from the past, not current. It's it looks smaller and less um, fussy, I suppose, less technological, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, um, it, that's exactly what they were going for. Actually, it okay. is a smaller car in general. Yeah, and as you say, it is less fussy. The aerodynamics are much simpler. Yeah, it looks it. It looks, as I said, if you were to say when is that car from, I would have said, you know, um, 80s maybe. Uh, I wouldn't have said that was a current racing car. I would have said that was from, you know, a long time ago. Okay. Um, so that's interesting. That's um, an interesting take. That's, there's well, that's one perhaps thing... shows it's working, if that's what they're going for. Well, that, that, that's exactly what they're after. They, they were going for a much simpler design because yeah. it all of the fussiness i mean yes while it works tremendously well as a if the car were a single entity on the track it it's just a speed demon but yeah chuck it's another not. 19 along with it 
yes. and it's buggered. Yes. Um, there's one little detail you might might not have spotted. For the first time ever, you'll notice that it's a Formula One car running on low-profile tyres. Oh, okay. Yes, because there's normally oodles of rubber there, isn't there? That's right. Um, the sidewall is usually enormous, and I think I'm right in saying they run on 14-inch wheels at the moment, I think. Okay. I mean, that's a little bit hard to tell from that particular picture, to be fair. If you scroll um, down a little, there's a much less fussy livery, so you can see the lines a bit more. Oh, there we go. Yes. Oh, that's more like, yes, and they've turned the lights on. Um, yes. I <laughs> can't see it in the other one. Um, yeah, okay, yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. The wheels, uh, yeah, are very different, um, mm. and more shrouded in, which presumably has been done for aerodynamics, like you get on a lot of EVs. They're shrouding the wheels in to make them more aerodynamic. That that's right. Yeah, they've they've put kind of a a, a, a cowling on the wheel, yeah. um, to make the airflow less disturbed. You'll also notice that I. Th- I think I'm right in saying for the first time ever, there are now winglets over the front wheels. Yes, I had noticed those. Yes, there aren't normally anything like that at all. But Mm. vintage racing cars from sort of 1920s, 1930s, uh, and uh, even a bit later than that, you always used to have, you know, mudguards, cowlings, whatever you call them, over the wheels doing Mm. away with them was a much more recent thing Mm. um it's sort of a back to basics machine isn't it it's getting back in touch with what formula one was supposed to be Um, Mm. i mean that's a criticism i've heard a lot of late is that it's completely lost lost its way really it's lost the essence of what formula one was supposed to be and you can't tell anymore how good the drivers are because the cars you know, there's so much technology mm. on them, and they've got traction control and things like that. And it just seems, you know, well, where's the skill? The car's going to sort you out if you get in a mess. Um, yeah, so. I mean, they, in recent years they have dialed back the uh, the, the driving aid slightly, but I mean, mm. it, it's it's that thing of going well. The the that winning percentage, so much of it is the car, like you say. Yeah, which absolutely. is the reason. I think I'm right in saying from, I think it was 2013 when this current sort of uh, set of rules came in, Mercedes have dominated throughout purely because they've got big pockets and they happened to get the design right the first time round, really, and have evolved mm. it over time. Yeah. It, and it's, it's frustrating. I mean, something that really gave it away, I know that you won't particularly care, but the, when... <laughs> Lewis Hamilton last year tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Uh, they subbed in George Russell. They borrowed him from Williams because he's he's paid by Mercedes anyway. So right. it was okay. a straight swap. And he yeah. went from the worst car in, on the grid to the best car on the grid and performed superbly. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, it, look, we can only hope that these rule changes do do bring the driver slightly more to the fore. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? Whether it's a good driver or a bad driver, the, the car is masking all the skill of the individual because of all the technology. What are we really watching here? Are we watching, you know, is this a race between manufacturers or 
the drivers well the drivers don't really get a chance to show whether they're any good or not because the car is doing so much of it for them this is um, true I, I tell you a really good example actually if you compare formula one to its two-wheeled equivalent ogp yeah you'll notice that fan allegiance is very different you could say that in formula one people tend to be drawn towards a team yes they'll support driver mm. but you'll see people passionate about team because like you said is it a display of manufacturer or is it a display of driver now that's a very interesting point uh, actually yeah but in the world of motorbikes because because the rider is such a dominant part of the machine mm. the fan allegiance is to the riders not to the, the rider and there's barely any mention of what manufacturer they're riding for that's yeah. right yeah. yeah there's while we all know which bike they're on no one's no one gets excited no one says oh look the honda one they don't say no. that they say marquez one yeah yeah. It's almost irrelevant what manufacturer they happen to be riding for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's massively important for the manufacturers themselves because they've got their own championship with their own points, as, as they do in Formula One. But yeah, it's I suppose it's like it, it, you can see them making a difference, so you cheer for them rather than the machine. Yeah, which is always where Formula One was when it started. Of course, it was about the individual drivers. Um, mm. And it was a dangerous sport. That's why the prizes were so big, um, oh. because they really were putting their lives on the line. Whereas now, the prizes have stayed big, but are they really putting their lives on the line? I mean, mm, I mean, ordinarily, I'd say no. Uh, at the end mm. of last year, however, there was that horrific, I mean, freak accident in Bahrain, where Grosjean went through the barrier. Blimey, that's quite an unusual occurrence these days, isn't it? Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't a case of the, uh, the barrier splitting in two and opening up and letting the car through. Mm. The, the barrier is made of horizontal portions, um, just like you'd find on the motorway, for instance. Yeah. yeah. And his car went through those. Ooh. It went through, basically went through one of the gaps. The car kind of, yeah, right. the car separated right between yeah. the, the, the engine portion and the driver's cell. It and, sort of speared its way through. Yeah. And, and went, uh, it was just a fireball. And fortunately, he was, aside from just um, some iffy burns on his hands, he was absolutely fine. Got, really have no idea how, but. But yeah, but he mm. was yeah, amazing. Mm. Yeah, that's that's mm. the closest we've come to a real good god moment in Formula One in quite some time. In a long time, yes, mm. absolutely. And I, I have heard that criticism a lot that it's kind of become a bit too watered down and a bit too, you know, safe. And mm. yeah, there's no real risk to it anymore, and there's no real skill to it anymore because the cars kind of do most of it. And mm. I, I've, there's a lot of people, uh, I think, who've kind of fallen out of love with it. It's not yeah. really, you know, it's not I, really doing it for them anymore. No, and f for a long time, I really struggled with it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the main the main reason for really generating interest in it this year is because after after being locked down, and you think, well, anything that could provide a glimmer of entertainment, I'll watch. 
And I've just happened to have struck it at a year where Mercedes are just, just wavering a little bit. And really? there's actual, actually competition. So There's actually some competition for yeah, a change. Some, yeah, some good, well, that's, that's got to be a good thing. Mm. Well, I think this can only be a positive development for the sport. Would it make me watch it? That's the question. Mm, I don't know that it would, to be honest. Um, I still... Um, no? No, I don't think it would, to be honest. I applaud what they. I approve of what they're doing with it. I think that's a good thing that they're going to make it a bit more real again. Uh, not. Well, I'll to, tell you what then. Not to minimise the the safety aspect that they've worked into it. That I know was it Jackie Stewart who campaigned for a lot of that after uh, oh, some bad a, crashes originally. Yeah, um, he's a massive influence on the safety in the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's still. Uh, dominates opinion doesn't he on these things um, he does it's which is really difficult to uphold an opinion while covered in that much tartan yeah from the hat to the shoes yes every single item yes i i saw him uh, uh i think it was uh monaco grand prix this year <laughs> he rocked up and of course he had a tartan mask of course he did. <laughs> I think I saw a picture of that. He's almost become a parody of himself now. I know, he? and you think, um, what he's saying is making absolute sense, but I am really struggling at this point to take it seriously. He looks so ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I cannot take the opinion seriously from a man in a tartan beret and a tartan mask and tartan jeans. Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. All right, then. If if we can't tempt you in, I tell you what, because in this, you know, in the UK, it's a pain in the ass to watch Formula One without paying through the nose. However, yes. on one of our free to air channels, you can watch the highlights. Would you watch the highlights of the first race with these new regulations? If you asked me to, I, I would. And then I would give you an opinion as to whether it would make me watch any more of it. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that then. Yeah, that's fine. I will give it a try, but I'm not promising because, okay. yeah, it doesn't, it never has particularly floated my boat. Touring car uh, or even rallying. I have watched some rallying in the past, but I Formula see. One has never done it for me. Okay, well, we'll test the water with that. It's funny you should say touring cars and rallying because mm. that's the shape that you're going to buy. That's that's probably the exactly. biggest difference. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, they are based on cars that you uh, might actually own. And I think, that whereas Formula One is just so abstract, and yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, I same suppose it's... I, same reason I don't like, you know, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. It's all just so far removed. I like a little bit more realism in my entertainment, and Formula One just isn't you know uh, okay that, yeah. that's that's fine i mean like you say you, you use the rally and touring car example i mean it comes back to the old saying where win on sunday sell on monday yeah absolutely well that clearly that's why they do it yeah mm. absolutely you uh you watch them doing it on telly and then you go into the showroom and look at the 1.1 l and you think oh that's roughly the same shape as yeah, that's I was a, that's last night. yeah mm. <laughs> I'll have that one. Yes, uh, clearly that's why they spend a fortune on it because it sells cars in the real world. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure they'd pour so much money into it if it didn't. Um, 
but the connection i think uh you know clearly the the, the dna uh is far more removed uh from a formula, formula one car and your saloon car that happens to wear the same badge yes um, yeah i agree yeah i think i think that's where i lose interest really at that point i think what might lure you in is if i introduce you to the concept of the racing and the pit strategies because they're quite finely tuned and i i know you like a spreadsheet <laughs> well yeah, it's been known can that could be my foot in the door a bit of data <laughs> yeah i reckon <laughs> We'll get to 2022, we'll get to March, we'll have you watch the highlights, and then we'll talk you through the data and the strategies, and that'll be it. I reckon you'll be well away. But you'll be on a pit wall before you know it. Really? I'm yeah. not convinced that will happen. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't get too excited about that if I was you. That's my challenge, and I'm going to succeed. Are you? Okay, yeah. well. Trouble is, because you've said that, because you so want that to happen i will now fight against it i don't mind resistance i think i think you're <laughs> you're going to reluctantly give in and go no you were right we'll see uh, we'll see we'll see i'm not sure but you've laid down the challenge now so yeah. yep yeah. i'm i'm having it and you know yeah all you've all you've got to do is watch that first race and then listen to me talk for a little while oh well i'm getting used to that <laughs> We've now got a little treat from the cutting room floor. During Phil's recording session, we covered another topic that was too good not to air. Right, here's a topic that I think you're both going to relate to, I think. You have to pick one 90s car that you would convert to electric. Ooh, Ooh that's a good topic. There's no, there, there's no sitting on fences, you have to pick one car. Do we have to do the work ourselves? No, nope, that's <laughs> going to be a problem. No, nope. that is going to be an enormous problem. Yes, uh, you don't have to worry. There is no bodging it with double A batteries. You... I was going to say, I was, I'm thinking a couple of old car batteries and a washing machine motor and a, an old cam belt. And oh, oh away you go. No, nope, you oh. you can have whatever budget you want for this. So wow, the world is your nineties oyster. That's that's a that's a tricky one. Nineties car. There's a lot to choose from there. That's okay. You're allowed to whittle it down. I don't expect your final answer. You can you can discuss contenders. Okay. Well, you're going to want something with quite a lot of room in it for batteries, because mm. obviously the more batteries you get, the better range and everything, so more usable. Well, so that's true. But a... pretty much rules out anything mid-engined, really. Well, you don't. You don't have to be as sensible as Mike's suggesting, though. You could just go for out-and-out -out performance, but forty-mile range. <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. yeah okay. Is, honestly, I'm not. I'm not setting any caveats other than nineties <laughs> and one car. Nineties and one car. I have actually seen a few nineties cars that have been converted. Well, well there's chaps doing that eight series, isn't there? Yeah, that's one of the ones I was thinking of. The yeah. W8 series. That is yeah, lovely. Some, yeah, it is. Mm. That same company has also done a Jag XK8. Excellent. Have they really? Oh, gosh. Mm. And an XJS. They've done. And, and a Volvo 240. 
well. I have, I have seen that. I mean, it's uh, cars of that era, bold choice because you've got all the extra add-ons. Um, yeah, because like you were starting. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. You were starting to get a few electronics bits on them by that age. So yeah, it's a harder thing to do, certainly. Especially hmm. the eight series, it'd be full of. I mean, I assume I've never worked on one, but it'd be full of sort of pumps and things driven off of cam belts and or belts yeah. and cams and stuff that are suddenly all gone. The one so I've a, it's a brave move. The one I've seen didn't have much boot space left. A, a <laughs> lot of the control electronics ended up there because presumably there wasn't any room for them in the rest of the car. Mm. But yeah, it does have it does have quite a large engine bay, which they were obviously able to pack with batteries. So I think that car still had you know like 150 miles range. It was still you know it was quite a usable thing. Quite usable. That's I would worry about really. I would mm. worry about the weight distribution at that point. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? Where do you, I mean, you've got uh, certainly on a rear wheel drive car, you're going to have space for the prop shaft and things like that so you can pack that with batteries it's a matter of where you put them and what it does to the weight distribution and how different it is to how the car was originally and what's it going to do to its handling and all that kind of stuff so it's yeah it's not as straightforward as well because it's very difficult to put them under the floor in a pre-built car if you're not Mm, building it specially transmission tunnel is the obvious place which is where, uh, you know, manufacturers who are doing, like the Mini, that are doing, they're building the petrol car alongside the electric car, and they've sort of converted it. The only places they've got are under the boot floor, down the transmission tunnel, engine bay. Um, you can't go underneath like you would in a ground-up EV, um, as you say. So, I suppose yeah. you've got um, the space where the fuel tank walls. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a prime spot. Yeah, I mean, you've got to fit the motor in, of course, somewhere as well. So the, the well, presumably all has... that would go under the bonnet. Well, and but then you think, well, well, would you want an eight series with a lot of electric and torque with what could be front wheel drive at that point? Well, I was going to say you put the motor in the front, you're doing front wheel drive, aren't you? Which is of course not... I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah. You could put two motors in and make it four-wheel drive, but then you're taking up even more space. So uh, where you put things is the key, actually. That's that's the, one of the main decisions, is where does everything go? Well, I mean, fortunately, in this scenario, you can pay a man for that. <laughs> and there are a I'm few not men sure. around doing it. I don't think this is my final answer, but when you're talking about space to put stuff, and I, d- I dare say if you probably someone's already done this, Range Rover Classic. Yes, that has been done. Um, okay. Electric classic cars in Wales. Um, mm. Chap called Richard Morgan who runs that. He's done a three door Series One, which was a. Oh, do you know what? Yes, thing. yes. I, I've I've been thinking of a, a sort of a late one from the sort of the mid nineties. But yes, I have. Oh, okay. I think I've seen. I think I think yeah. I've seen the seventies one. A very very early one. Yeah, that is mm. glorious. In fact, that is faster and handles better than it did. <laughs> originally um well it's gonna have a much better center of gravity isn't it well yeah. exactly and he with that one he actually slightly raised the boot floor and covered that in battery pack because he uses tesla batteries and motors exclusively and he he raised the boot floor and he had the fuel tank where the spare wheel was the whole engine bay um transmission tunnel there was loads of room in that and i think that car 
had a range well over 150 miles range. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here's an interesting really one. Uh, uh, side side topic on those ones where where they're borrowing the Tesla gubbins with. I'm assuming he's using Tesla motors as well. Yes, Tesla motors and Tesla batteries. Yeah, that's right. Allowed to supercharge? No. Right. Okay. No, supercharging oh. works. There's a there's a software handshake with that, and it checks the VIN number of the car. So if it isn't talking to a Tesla computer, it won't it won't handshake. Okay. So it won't it won't work. No, there's okay. there's a lot of software behind that where the car has to authenticate to the charging network, um, and if none of that software is there, and the VIN number isn't on Tesla's naughty list, uh, then it'll it'll charge. But um, if the it has to have the, the software handshake has to be there, otherwise it, it won't do it. No, no, okay. so they can't. Don't it, they don't even like salvage cars a lot of the time, do they? No, they, they quite don't. a lot of the time they get taken off the the system. They do stuff that's been written off. Uh, yeah, things like that. They they remove. So no, um, they won't. You can most of the converters, um, classic car conversion companies are using Tesla batteries and motors because they're the most flexible. And the most powerful ones on the market. They've got the best mm. price per kilowatt hour. It's the, it's the best range from mm. the size of the battery pack. So, and there's a lot of crashed Teslas <laughs> out there. So, mm, yeah. um, it's quite rich pickings in terms okay. of buying motors. But yeah, uh, no, they won't. It's a good question, but no, they won't supercharge. Um, no, that's fine. No, no, that you satisfied my curiosity on that. Having a, a digression there, that, that must have given you chaps some time to think about your, your 90s car choices. Mm. I've got some thoughts. Good, good. Go on then. You've got some thoughts ready. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that, for me, electric cars are ideal in cities. Mm -hmm. Short trips, and you need a small car for a city. And in the 90s, you've got a lot of very good little super minis. Yep. So Citroen mm -hmm. AX or you know, 106, two, Peugeot 205, anything like that. I, th I think even going a bit old school, a uh, 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 Fiat Panda or something like that. And again, it's probably been done. But I think oh. it's got to, I think it'd be, have to be a small car. Interesting. So you're, you're still going down a slightly practical route there. You're going, well, I think um, so. You're, you're going down a small commute mm. or a city car. Well, the only other one that's come to mind is Mazda MX-5. Now that has been done. That yeah, has some, been done. I'd, I'd yes. be amazed if it hadn't been. Yeah. There's a firm in the UK that's doing those. Yeah. yeah and it's cracking. Again, mm. not a huge amount of range because you haven't got a lot of space in that car because it's a small car to start with, but tremendous performance. All, I mean, just all the fun. Yeah. Just ridiculous <laughs> acceleration. Uh, again, See, that's, I think that just seems practical to me. It would the be firm that's done. Yeah. The firm that's done those hasn't used Tesla motors because they were simply too powerful. It would tear it to pieces. <laughs> Self-destruct, wouldn't it? They've, it would. It would. You put a, a P85 motor in an MX-5, it's just going to tear itself apart. So um, they've used uh, some different ones. But, um, yeah, that has been done, and it's, it's, it's glorious. It mm. really is. Well, that's, no, that's, a, that's a good car to do. Yeah, they've chose well there to focus in on those. So, do you think do you think a city car is going to be your final answer? Yes, I, mean, I do. Yeah. Okay, but then then we're going to leave you with that. You have to pin down which one it's going to be. Fair enough. <laughs> I can't, right. I, it's, it's too open ended. 
it so, is a bit. I've not decided which one yet. Okay, because there's so, a lot to choose from in that category, isn't there? As you said, mm, there is. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Where are your thoughts heading? I was for a moment thinking uh, a Bentley, a Turbo R, or a Mulsanne, or something like that—the big old boxy Bentleys. But then I thought, plenty no, of room. Plenty of room, but it's very heavy. Mm. Which, of oh, course, yeah. you know that's going to blunt your performance and your range a lot if you're considering those items. Mm. Personal choice, I would... I'd probably do an XJ. I'd probably do a Jag XJ. Yeah, I'd do an X308 XJ. And, of course, it wouldn't matter what the source car had. We were very tempting to do an XJR, but that's completely pointless because you're going to remove... That's the thing that makes it... The art, so you might as well buy an XJ6, and so you um, might as well keep the uh, XJR intact for um, yes, for weekend use. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. The XJR is more valuable as it is. Mm. You buy a decent XJ6 with minimal rust and a nice interior, it could be completely shot mechanically because all of that's just going to be taken out. So, Mm. I would, yeah, I would do an X308. XJ because that's a very sleek, good-looking car. It's got loads of room in it for batteries, and you might even make that four-wheel drive with with twin motors. Yeah, I reckon um, you stand a chance of that. Yeah, big boot, huge engine bay, but yeah, still good. a big, comfortable cruiser. Mm-hmm. I'd 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 do a an X three hundred eight XJ six. That would be my. That's be my that's a good. No, yeah, that's it. No, I'm in an R in job done. No. Nope. Nope, I reckon. And I've not seen that done. I've seen I've seen an XK8 and I've seen an XJS done in person. I've seen those. Uh, I had a good mm. poke around with a couple of those at Silverstone. But I've not seen anybody do an XJ, but that's not to say it hasn't been done. No, not to say, no but like you say, I've, I've not seen one. So, no. it's, yeah, it's a good shout. Mm, I think so. And they can be bought for a couple of grand, quite decent ones. Mm. Yeah, you could you so, could easily be sitting on something that's going to hold value once you do it. As long as it's converting. not rusted to hell, and as long as the interior isn't too torn up, mm. it doesn't matter if it's a non-runner. It could be completely knackered mechanically. It's irrelevant. Definitely. So that would be that would be my choice, and I would enjoy that <laughs> a lot. Mm. Definitely. It would suit the character of the car, actually. Mm. Yeah, I think it would. I, yeah, that's a good point. I think it would. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, you've you've nailed that. You've totally grasped the nineties there. I like that. <laughs> I think so. Yes, I think so. I think that that uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with that choice. That uh, yeah, that's, that's going to that... be yeah, that's going to be a tricky one to convert. But like you say, you don't have to worry about that. No, that's it for this no, we're, scenario. We're hiring you a, have a man. We're hiring a gang to do that. Yes, absolutely. Well, so I've, I've had a thought. Your own thoughts. I've had a thought. My f- I first jumped on the thought of going, I'll tell you what I'd like. Uh, five series, uh, as in an E34 Touring. Ooh. And I, I thought, that, that'd be it. That'd be the one. Practicality. Practicality, fast, yeah. and who doesn't love a fast estate? We love a fast estate car. We all love a fast estate car. Absolutely. But as, as appealing as that would be, I'd went off on a complete tangent and I've gone for my final answer is going to be something that is not in the slightest bit practical 
And <laughs> in terms of packaging, I don't think I'm going to get much range. <laughs> but I think it's going to look the part. Okay. So, treat now. I think I think you'll be you're intrigued now, and then you'll go, oh yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Why didn't you do that? No, I say, oh yeah, of course. I reckon Phil will go, oh yeah, why didn't I think you'd go for that? (laughs) Okay. I would convert a Subaru SVX. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. You're certainly going to get ample performance into that, aren't you? I mean, that's going to go like stink. And I like that because it's a slightly futuristic-y sort of car. That was it. It looks like it should be tremendous and electric and wonderful. I mean, Some cars do, don't they? Some cars Mm. do look like they always should have been electric. And Mm. when it's, you know, why aren't they in the first place? Yes. Mm. But yeah, that's it. The the split windows. Oh, I love that thing. I'd have one in a in a heartbeat. I love those cars. There's not many of those. Interesting choice. As as like the XJ6, I think it does lend itself very nicely to how it looks. Mm. That's yeah, that's spot on. Like you say, that, that should perhaps always have been electric. They should never <laughs> have tried to make a petrol one in the first place. Very yep. interesting choice. Very rare car. Definitely. Yeah, I think. But you'll I, have I trouble think... finding your source car there. I think you don't. I have. think it would be. Right. We can spare one to do an electric conversion. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'd be fine. I'll, uh, oh, I'll yeah. let the man worry about that. <laughs> I was like, that that's going to be a lot of rewiring going on in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't mind a bit of soldering, but I'd rather someone else did that. <laughs> bit, a bit of soldering. Mind <laughs> <laughs> you, I suppose all the electronics that it's got are all just the 12-volt stuff that's still going to run, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah, suppose. True. Probably isn't yeah. going to make that much difference to all the gadgets inside it. No, I it's only it's the drivetrain you're really changing. Yeah, it's like the Mitsubishi 3000 GT is a sort of similar thing, isn't it? It's sort of very complicated, but, I t- but it's all electronics, isn't it? So yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, it would never be a 3000 GT though because they've been too pimped over the years, <laughs> and, and it, it's ruined the character of them. And it's the same reason it wouldn't be an FTO either. Amount of those that have been no, and they're not quite the same anyway. The the Subaru is a bit more mm. unusual, isn't it? It's a bit more unique. Yeah, I'd yeah in a heartbeat, I'd have that. There's one along those lines that I think you might enjoy. That again has the same the same sort of look, and perhaps you know it gives you the feel that it always should have been electric. It's What's the that? Toyota Serra. Oh yes! Oh and yes! Gullwing doors. Yeah, yes. yeah. Gullwing, gullwing. Yeah, that's another one. You look at it and say, "Why is that not electric?" It's almost reminiscent of the GM EV1. That's right. Yep. It has that sort of feel to it. That's, lovely yeah, little thing. That's another one. Yeah, lovely little thing. That would that would work. Again, you're not going to get massive range out of it because of the size of the car, but performance and in bucket loads. That's it, and you're going to look tremendous doing it. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that yeah. would work. That, that would. I almost regret not choosing that. Now, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll stick with my Jag. That's fine. I'm a Jag man. I'll stick with my Jag. The Sarahs are all grey imports, aren't they? I don't think they ever brought them in yes. officially. No, no they, they didn't. They're all grey imports. Yeah, that's right. 
Right. Well, that's fine. They missed their mark with a few of those, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They really did. I mean, there's some stuff that we would just just lap up. I mean, the some of the smaller stuff like that, the the uh, cappuccino or the or the beet or anything like that. We totally forgot about that. Yeah, wonderful little things. But I mean, all of this is skirting around the issue of which city car it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, we've got to come back oh, to it's you. Going to be, yeah, it's all, you've, you've both come up with some very good ideas there. I feel like I've copped out a bit. But no, I, I think it's going to be something small and fun and simple. And I, I think it would be uh, like a 106 GTI or something like that, a sporty 106. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, that's quite... That's quite a quite a good choice because Re- I mean Renault have just announced that they're relaunching the the five. The as five, yeah. So I think yeah. that's kind of where I'm coming from with that. But yeah, it's small. It's small and it's lightweight and it's you know fun to drive. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd think that'd be quite a good fun little car. I think so. Oh, it would undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. All the kind of punch and performance of the hot hatch that it it was mm. when it was new. Yeah, I can see that. Working. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't go so far as to upset everyone and butcher a rally into no, an electric car. No, it's there are some that need to be. <laughs> as long as the government yeah. continue to allow petrol to be used, then they should be <laughs> left leave alone. That one alone. Yes. Mm. yes, we won't go there. No, but um, yes, I agree that there are some things that should be left alone. But an ordinary but yeah, one. So, yeah, I think I think so. A, probably a sporty one, not a like a a, a diesel. With squidgy cloth seats and and uh, it it's, well, it would have to be a sporty one. It wouldn't but matter if it was a diesel, because ma- well, you're going to take all that out. You're going to take all that out, but I mean, it, I, yeah, because I, you're going to get quite a decent bit of performance out of something that light. I would have thought. You know, like I say, you're not oh, going to get many yes. batteries in it. No, it's not going to be the biggest range machine, but in terms of but performance, then... it's going to melt your face. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's going to be a somewhat more than it originally had. Mm. It's going to be a wild ride. Again, you may not be able to use Tesla stuff because it's just going to tear it to pieces. <laughs> but there no, are but others. Yeah, other stuff and then say market. I like I just like the idea of the practicality of that sort of thing would actually work. I mean, it's certainly more appealing than a G Wiz <laughs> for getting around London. <laughs> Yes, everything Honest. is. Yes, Honest. yes. <laughs> Walking around London is more appealing than a jeep. In, yeah, in the pissing rain. Yes, with no hat. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now that was not a good start. That did nothing to aid the cause of electric cars. I'm afraid. No, no. Couple really. that with the uh, Top Gear publicity, and uh, that was the end of those. Oh, oh they loved it's the G Wiz, didn't they? Image is. <laughs> such a big thing with cars though isn't it i mean it's it daft even it if is. it's a even if something's a decent car if it gets a bad shot of publicity mm. when it comes out that's really the end of it it's had it absolutely and certainly with you know men like us who um very much just learning gentlemen Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, the phrase. what he said. We've, Let's go with that. We've, yeah, he did put it better. We we very much identify with the cars that we drive. And mm. as you say, image is everything. And if something gets a poor image, even if it's actually quite a good car, and that's mm. just the end. Um, no, which is um, why I have an Austin Princess on my driveway. There I you think go. you'll find or it's a Leyland pilot. Princess. I do apologise. <laughs> You've let yeah, us so down I'm, badly I'm, there, I'm Phil. basically breaking my own rule there, but yes. 
No, it, that, it, that is the thing. It only takes a couple of unfair reviews. Mm. It does. Yeah, or it does. decades of poor workmanship. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> that doesn't help either, no. But th- there's nothing wrong with the princess. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> Apart from when I last drove it, you said, oh, just take that. And off I off I go and wonder why I'm getting strange looks at roundabouts as I'm operating the indis- indicator stalk, but nothing's happening. <laughs> In fact, I'm sure I did tell you. You didn't. I got back and you went, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was meant to say. Oh, so I did. Yeah, so I did tell you. Yeah, but when the journey was complete. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it, it, minor <laughs> issue. They did, they fair, did work. If you, if you jiggled the stalk, they would usually work, but, you yeah. know. I bet you didn't yes. get strange looks. There's lots of people in brand new cars who don't indicate. Mm, that's yeah, true. Yeah, they, they, they've not <laughs> been fitted to a lot of new models. Breaking no, the just 90s not there. rule. Breaking the 90s rule, I'd quite like a, an electric princess or Allegro, something like that. An electric princess. Again, that would mm. lend itself to it so well. Yeah. But again, it was a relatively futuristic design. All right, horribly compromised by times it got to production. Yes. But at the time, I mean, it came like out the same year as the Citroen CX, or same yeah. year, or very nearly the same year, close. And you know, they were in theory, they were both very close in concept. It's just that unfortunately, only one of them got executed properly. <laughs> but I do think, you know, yeah, I do think that would make quite a Quite a, well, it'd certainly be unusual. It would again. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen it done. It's probably <laughs> only, only one in the probably car only It probably would. Probably only a matter of time before somebody does. But again, it would lend itself very well um, mm. to that. Yeah, because they never really got decent performance. No, um, no. When they were new, it, so. I don't but think the smoothness it... and the quietness would certainly work well yeah. for the princess. Yeah, it yeah, would. I'm not. I'm not convinced it would be my choice for a Leyland car to convert. I think an SD1 is more appropriate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can for see the, that. For the wafting element. Very wafty, and again, like the princess, as Phil said, quite modern and futuristic in its design at the time. Uh, well, it was um, it was a Ferrari Daytona. If you squint, well, yeah. <laughs> if you if you yeah <laughs> yeah. If you don't, the thing look is, I at think it quite straight. Sometimes yeah. the ideal cars for conversion are the ones that don't identify with one or more of the engines they came with. Mm. Yeah, and for me, I was thinking about its engine. Yeah, yeah, because when you said Rover, I immediately thought P six. But I thought because. Ah, Really, I, think, I know you yeah. can have a two liter or two point two, but really the V eight is the proper piece. Yeah. The only one, yeah. And I'm not sure. And while an electric one of those would be quite cool, I don't feel it would be quite right. No, I agree. Possibly the same with the SD one. Dare I say it? Mm, I guess again, it, there are many say, options. It depends on the model, doesn't it? But yeah, mm. cars that are very identified with their engine. Well, it goes back to what I was saying about not not converting an XJR. You convert mm. the XJ6 because it's mm. less about the engine. It's more mm. about its waftability. Mm. Um, ultimate quietness and smoothness and comfort is what that would be about. When all this conversion sort of ideas started kicking off, they did um, one of the first ones I saw being done uh, was a Citroen DS. And I thought that was perfect oh, because, again, massively perfect. futuristic car. 
but yeah. the engines were nothing special. In fact, I, th- I might be wrong. I think at least one of them was actually from the traction event from the previous generation. I think you. Yeah. Could be right. I don't think the engines yes. never lived up to the car. Really, no, that that car is not about its engine. Not no, in no. any way. No, absolutely. Converting that to electric absolutely makes sense. It's the best thing to do to it. Yeah, I agree. That would be yeah. glorious. Yeah, that's mm. the one. I mean, closely followed in the Citroen range by the SM. Yes, Ooh. yeah, much rarer beast. Again, of course, that, that must yeah. have been done. You'd have thought so. I mean, if it's not, I've then not we're we're jumping it, on that idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're having that. We're having that if we can find one. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say I'll I'll convert it if you buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not they're not available for for Jag money. But again, you're sure. breaking you're breaking your own rule there because that car is kind. Of, well, it's not all about its engine, but it's mm. Maserati. Am I right in oh, saying it's a Maserati yeah. engine? Yeah, yeah, you are right. In the Citroen yeah, body it's shell? True. Yeah. It's true. But it may not be their finest hour in terms of mechanicals. No. True. That Ooh, like actually, DS, it would work. Yeah. Oh, actually, if you're going down a Maserati route, I think the the thirty two hundred. I know it's a later yes. one. But one oh. of those electric. Well, we've but skipped forward a few generations, we have. but yeah, but we have. You've rocketed <laughs> forward there. Yes, I have. But it has to be very specific. The one with the boomerang lights. Yes. Oh yes, rather than the the um, beef burger lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sod <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, it's more of a kebab. To be honest, mm. yeah, boomerang. Okay, yeah, you really have jumped forwards in generations. Yeah, sorry, there, but, I just got yeah. excited for a minute. No, no, that would work. Again, that would work. Um, mm. And it would probably because, be more reliable. Well, it would, because I think, obviously, when they went to the the, the upgraded real lights, I say upgrade, worse. Um, yes. <laughs> that's when they actually got slightly more reliable, because it ended up being a Ferrari engine, I believe. Yes. That's, uh, but that the early true. ones were Maserati yes. engines, which were utterly tip-top, apparently, by all accounts. Mm. More characterful. So whip that out, pop, a, <laughs> pop some batteries in a motor in there, and you are on to a winner, I think. You could use a Tesla powertrain in that. That mm. would be fine. Yeah. Mm. One of but those again, with P85 performance, and you're away. Mm. You're improving the car, then. You're not taking away too yes. much from it. You're actually improving it. I'm sure some people would disagree, but you know, you're some enhancing would, it. You're I making agree. it more reliable yeah. and more usable. That's the key to it, isn't it? That's the key. And that's the, you know, you're finding a way that that car can be used and maintained in the future. Um, you know, there is going to come a time where internal combustion engines simply will not be allowed to drive into towns and cities. It's going to happen. And yeah, converting stuff like that will give it a whole new lease of life. And as you say, it'll make it better than it ever was. Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on. Uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, Thank you very much for listening.